was really about bringing innovative Australian research out of the university labs and into real applications. We thought we knew everything we wanted to know about human evolution, but there was this amazing discovery out of the tip of the pinky. Do you think we have the ability to turn this around? So I thought, what are we going to do with an electrode you can tie in a knot? Uh, Children are all engaged, they're ready to learn, they're excited. It's not just about having more science, it's about doing the right things with that science. Welcome to Can You Tell Me How? Powerful Answers to Urgent Questions. This is a podcast series from the University of Wollongong, and my name is William Verity. And my name is Lizzie Jack. Hi, Lizzie. Hello. You've got a really interesting and sci-fi episode today, haven't you? What have we got? Yeah, so basically we're talking about curing diseases without drugs, which seems kind of out there. But, you know, the majority of the time when we get sick, we do take medications to feel better. But there's a few downfalls. There's side effects to medications. They're expensive if you're on regular medication. So in just two years... University of Wollongong researchers have developed this groundbreaking fibre, which could mean a future where we actually treat illnesses without drugs. All right, and I happen to know that you're talking to one of my favourite academics in the world, Professor Gordon Wallace. Yeah, Tell me distinguished about... Professor yes, Gordon distinguished Wallace. Professor. Uh, yeah, he was a very fun guy to have a chat to. Uh, so yeah, he's a he's a got a very good way with words of explaining things to someone like myself, who's not sciencey at all about this revolutionary new fibre that could completely change the way we treat illnesses, meaning we could cure disease without using drugs, which is amazing. Mm, I mean, so basically his team create new materials is essentially what they do. So the past couple of years have been really groundbreaking in this field because we have gotten the 3D printer has become a lot more prominent in this kind of research. So all this research has been going on for decades without any way to practically apply it. So yeah, the 3D printer has been amazing in this field of research. But you know, sometimes you make a discovery or even invent something that you don't even know what to do with. It's that groundbreaking. So we're here at Tricep, and, and this is really the end of the translational pipeline for us, where we do fundamental research. We make fundamental discoveries about new materials. That's distinguished professor Gordon Wallace. He's recognised globally as a leader in electromaterials. He's also the director of the Intelligent Polymer Research Institute and the Australian Research Council Centre of Excellence for Electromaterials Science. And he's been working in the field for more than 30 years, so he has a lot to talk about. It tends to attract the attention of a much bigger community. We're here at Tricep the Translational Research Initiative for Cell Engineering and Printing, where researchers are working tirelessly to treat illness with a graphene-based material they're calling a sutrode. Look, a sutrode is an amazing graphene-based material which has the properties of a suture and the properties of an electrode. And that's a very unusual combination of properties. So the electrode properties means it conducts electricity, but the suture capabilities mean you can tie it in a knot. Uh, Now, when the student first told me that he could tie an electrode in a knot uh, and being incredibly excited about it, got me incredibly excited. And it wasn't until he left the office that I thought, what are we going to do with an electrode you can tie in a knot? 
And it was through conversations with our international collaborators that, that we realised that, that that very unusual combination of properties meant that we could tie uh, that sutra around living pulsating nerves uh, down to very small bundles, uh, bundles that it could never have been interrogated before. In the not-too-distant future, the whole field of electroceuticals uh, will, will be opened up. So electroceuticals is where we use electrical stimulation instead of pharmaceuticals in order to treat disease. If you can interrogate specific nerves going into specific organs, you can treat particular diseases. Now, but we never had the capability of, of interrogating those specific nerves, and, and now we have. The sutra gives us that capability. So how exactly does a sutrode work? As Gordon says, the electrode properties not only mean it can conduct electricity, it can communicate with other electrical systems, like the nervous system. If you can get an electrode around a bundle of nerves, it can give off electrical impulses that researchers can record. They can essentially listen to the brain communicating with organs and differentiate between regular and irregular organ function. Theoretically, if you can regulate the organ, you can treat the disease. And so will this is this more to focus on prevention or cure of disease or both? I, I think it's to learn about if we can get early indicators around how disease develops. Uh, so, for example, how do diseases like epilepsy or schizophrenia develop? Equally important, though, is the ability to intervene in existing uh, conditions or to treat existing conditions and to, to remedy the elements of those existing diseases by electrical stimulation. Researchers have known for years about the beneficial properties of certain materials, but have had no way to physically process them. Then came the 3D printer. The Tricep Labs allow researchers to scale up their initial findings using 3D printing. It's the last step before being translated into an industrial setting. So how do they know that graphene is the answer? Graphene is a single sheet of carbon atoms. It comes from graphite, which is basically the lead in your pencil, right? But imagine getting a single sheet of those carbon atoms. They have amazing properties. They're, they're stronger than steel, yet incredibly flexible. They've got great electrical and thermal conductivity, and we can tune biological activity. I mean, the whole world is excited about graphene because you, we haven't had a material with that combination of properties before. And the other reason we're excited is because that discovery came at just the right time. We had in place carbon chemistries that could be used to tune the properties, but at the same time make the material processable. And that's often the, the death knell for new discoveries in materials. They're not processable. So where are we walking over to now? So we're going to walk over the bridge in Montague Street here to the ACES Fundamental Research Laboratories, uh, where we do all of our discoveries. So all of the fundamental work in terms of modelling, designing, making new materials that go into things like the sutra, that's where it all starts. ACES is the Australian Research Council Centre of Excellence for Electromaterials Science. It's a place where Gordon's student first discovered he could tie an electrode in a knot. So we're just walking through to the synthesis laboratories. It's where uh, the actual discovery of the process which gives us the single sheets of carbon that can then be turned into the fibre. That, that's where that was all developed. So I'm in the lab. Yeah, so 
and I'm about to learn how the sutrode came to be. Uh, on the table in front of me, there is a big grey ball. It actually, it actually looks like a shot put, but it's so light, it feels hollow, but it's actually completely solid. So this is what you would find in the, the lead in your pencil. Uh, but we have to get from this actually single sheets of carbon. So how do you do that? How do you extract that? Well, my colleagues here are very good at blowing this apart. When you produce that single sheet of carbon, an important element to it is that there's always some oxygen atoms present. How many there are and where they're located uh, dictates the physical properties of that graphene sheet, uh, but also the processability. Uh, and so we've developed and invented uh, processes where we can control that uh, and, and, and in controlling it, we get the best of the properties and the best of the processability. Next to the graphite is a little vial of liquid. It's the chemical dispersion of the exploded graphite. <laughs> yes, this is liquid gold. It's black. It's, uh, it's a black solution, uh, and that colour comes from those individual sheets uh, of graphene that we've dispersed uh, into the water. Sean takes those dispersions, that black solution that we're looking at, uh, and then uses a fibre spinning approach, uh, which we have upstairs in these laboratories, and then basically injects that dispersion into another solution to create a long length of fibre. And we're looking at some of those fibres at the moment. They, they really just look like individual like hairs, hairs, right? In a little plastic. The fibres are created using the 3D printer, and the process looks like thread on a spool. While the individual sutrode is already a huge step forward, Gordon and his team are always looking towards the next step, like how to use multiple sutrodes at once. The answer is in a tiny silicon cuff, also 3D printed. Now, those fibres by themselves can be used by our collaborators, and they have been, to tie around individual nerve bundles. But as, as we start to deploy the sutrode, uh, other clinicians and other collaborators come back to us and say, well, we'd like to interrogate uh, a bigger nerve bundle. Uh, and, you know, we'd rather have something you can just clip around that, that nerve bundle. So, so we could take those fibres we've just been looking at and we can then start to integrate those into a cuff uh, that we're looking at here. And that, that, that cuff would basically just clip uh, around a larger nerve bundle. Uh, but it's got sutrodes integrated into it, multiple sutrodes, which can then interrogate. And that, inter by interrogate, I mean it can either listen to what the nerves are doing or send signals in to alter uh, what the nerves are doing. Gordon has talked a lot about his colleague, Sean. He's actually the student that first tied the electrode in a knot. From uh, the uh, first moment to process the fibers, and uh, so we need to improve, uh, improve the mechanical properties so, uh, and the conductivities of the fibers. So they, uh, it, it took me uh, maybe half a year to develop all the suture. Yeah, and how did that feel when you <laughs> figured it out in the end? Ah, it's amazing, you know, you can, you can, uh, it, it's a massive uh, application for this material, so it's very, very excited about How far are we from physical testing on a person? Uh, some, some way. Ha having said that, it's impossible to predict what's going to happen in the next six to 12 months. I mean, you know, the, the first Sutrode publication literally came out a few weeks ago. You're looking at, at revolutionising how people think 
about what we can do with these types of structures. We as researchers are trained to look over that horizon and when we get there we're looking over the next horizon. The initial application of the sutrode may well be in nerve repair or muscle repair simply because the sutrode we know can encourage cells to grow in different ways and align cells in that way. So while we're looking over the horizon and we want to revolutionise the whole field of medicine and biology, many of our our collaborators will be will be happy and content and, and we would all get great satisfaction from the ability to have a better system that could repair damaged nerves uh, over a greater distance than we can now. That, that in itself would be a big step forward. That was so interesting. You know, when, when I hear stories like that, it makes me feel so small and so insignificant that really all I can do is a bit of talking, a little bit of writing, and a little bit of you know, interviewing people. These people are changing the world with a complexity of knowledge which just um, leaves me stranded. But, you know, it takes all sorts to make a world and people, you know, without you or me the world wouldn't know about this amazing research. So, you know, take well, the little win. Yeah, so we can, we can feel good about <laughs> it's ourselves It's a victory too. for us as well. <laughs> yeah, so that's all from Gordon Wallace. What have we got next time? So next time, fish. We're talking about fish, which sounds like a small thing, but like with all of these episodes, it's actually a really big thing. It's the future of our planet. So what, what has fish got to do with the future of our planet? So it's about, uh, it's about the oceans, which cover two-thirds of our planet. So these are the oceans outside of territorial waters, and they are, to some extent, largely unregulated. The Uni- University of Wollongong and a little place in the innovation campus in the University of Wollongong is about to change the world. In its, it, hopefully, if it succeeds, it's going, to, it's going to secure biodiversity on the high seas which has, is absolutely vital if we're going to do anything about climate change. So this is a really big issue, and they're really interesting people. Let's hear a little bit from next time. And uh, one of my colleagues, again from a university in, in, in Fiji, said that I learned way more from being out there on the vaca, the canoe, um, just learning from the traditions about the ocean and, and being out there and working with the community to see what's there um, than from other ways. So it's about, I think, really seeing how we can build on those strengths understanding and how um, all can learn from that understanding of that connectivity with the ocean. For information on this episode or others in the series and to find out more about how University of Wollongong's research is solving society's biggest questions, visit Stand www.edu.au And if you like this episode, you might also want to check out Series 1, Can You Tell Me Why? And you can find that wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to leave us a review. And that's it for this time. My name is William Verity. My name is Lizzie Jack. We'll see you next time. <laughs>